ASI were about 38 degrees. Thank you, Savannah Relations. Enjoy your flight. Welcome aboard. We're getting ready to push off the gate and get you underway. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. So we're back to doing a lot of these live events now, and we're wondering if our wardrobe hasn't just died the COVID death, or if we need some refresh to be a little bit more on brand with who we are. Now, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't mean, because like, if you're like me, y'all want to wear purple every day, day in and day out, because that's your signature color, but that doesn't mean being on brand. So, but you know what? the fashion expert. I am not the person that knows all this stuff. So I brought you one that is. Patty, welcome to the show. I am so glad to have you on board, but who the heck are you? <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. I am thrilled to be here. And I am Patty Bucciolato, and I am a certified image and personal style coach. And what that means is that I work with my clients so that they can line up with the appearance that supports their lifestyle, their psyche, circumstances, their post pandemic body. And their bottom line. And I love that. Do all that with comfort. But how did you get started with this? So it's it was a, a very roundabout journey, but it it began. Um, it began one time many, many years ago. I was in my first um Roll out of college, college incidentally, where I was the one in the uh, on the on the dorm floor that that my uh, my dorm mates would would call on when they were getting ready for a date and help them get dressed. So I, I was in my uh, first career out of college, and I remember sitting down at my tiny little table in my tiny little apartment and drafting out this this a service that I would provide this consultation that was that in my mind would be sort of a, uh, you know, my, my night job, you know, my behind the scenes kind of hobby sort of fun job. And it's where I would go into, I would go into women's closets and I would help them organize and help them design the wardrobe that would suit them and figure out how to plan it, how to acquire it, how to do all those things. And then a couple of decades later, um, I found myself doing just that. Wow. And I found that legal pad a number of years ago. I found the legal pad where I'd written out all the notes as I was cleaning out a box in the basement. And I looked at it and went, oh, for heaven's sake, there's a reason they tell you to write down your goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the vision board was there without you even knowing you were I had no idea board. what I was doing, but it seemed to work. I love that for sure. Cause you know, I, I'm a big believer in being able to find that thing that makes us, that brings us joy, but also brings us an income. And it's not always easy to do. Sometimes what brings us joy, it's a struggle to find a way to monetize it. And sometimes as soon as we do monetize it, it no longer brings us joy. 
so there's definitely a balance there, but it looks like, and it sounds like that's exactly what you were, you've been able to achieve. Yeah. And I feel really blessed and really fortunate because, uh, you know, I understand that it can be very different. And I had the experience of it being very different before, before I founded my business and, um, you know, being in roles that, that maybe weren't the best fit or weren't as comfortable or in particular, as you say, Nicole didn't, weren't joyful. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I am very grateful that I, I get to do what I, what I do. Uh, with my clients and have joy and see them um, unfold and prosper and, and to, to be able to consider that my, my source of income. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it for sure. Uh, So the next question I'm going to ask you, because like I go to a lot of networking events and when I go to networking events, people show up dressed in all sorts of ways. You know, you've got the fitness experts that are kind of dressed in their fitness outfits. Then you've got, you know, those gals that are wearing the six inch heels and um, you're just looking at them like, man, her feet are going to hurt at the end of the day, Um, (laughs) you know? And so we have a wide variety of aesthetics and, and styles when it comes to networking events, whether those are live or in person or, or virtual, does it really matter what an entrepreneur wears? So the the way that that I I talk about it is that if if you're if you're in any sort of business you are the calling card for that business before you even open your mouth or present an actual calling card you know how you show up speaks to your brand and so there are a number of ways that we can interpret that um, in terms of how to translate the brand, like you said, someone who is in the area of fitness, they're going to show up in in fitness related attire, and that's going to look perfectly appropriate and on brand. Somebody who's in a more formal professional field, like finance or law, is going to have a different appearance that appeals to the expectations of that particular role. So the great thing about that, it doesn't always mean high style. It doesn't always mean um, looking like someone who came out of a a corporate um, um, directory. It just really has to do with who you are, what you do, what's innate for you and how to express that in a way that is understandable and representation of your, of your brand, your business. Yeah, so one of the things that I know about you through some of the discussions that we've had, because we've known each other for a bit now, uh, is that this does not mean, and I want to kind of quash this myth right off the top before we get too far into it. This does not mean that you have to be quote unquote, Instagram worthy with every outfit you're wearing. This isn't, you know, putting out that um, perfectly sophisticated attire or stepping into somebody who you're not um, by any means. You're talking about owning your personality and bringing in some brand um, styling, but it, the styling can still honor who you are as a human being and and how you feel comfortable. 
Exactly. And comfort really is the key. Because if we are not comfortable in how we show up, we're not going to be able to show up with our highest power and presence. We're going to be distracted by whatever element is incorrect about what we're wearing, whether it's a a tag that's scratching on the inside of a garment or a a heel that's too high. Like say, if, if you're a Birkenstock gal, don't march on stage to get behind the podium in a pair of stilettos because it's, it's, you know, we see you teetering out there and we're going to know you're not in your natural state. And, um, and so it, it really is a matter of, um, identifying first your own personal architecture that that is an aid to understanding how to dress in that way of comfort a, a way that relates to your own body and then and then going the next levels um in terms of of fabrics you know we've got shapes and fabrics and the other things but they they should support who you are um and so that they they allow you to speak your message and they take a su- <clears throat> excuse me a supporting role rather than a distracting mm-hmm. role. Now let's talk a little bit more about um the brand element because it, in all honesty I'm going to own up to this one in my days in my head being on brand dressing on brand meant wearing my brand colors exclusively. So let's talk about how can we present being on brand? You know, I mean, you talked about like the fitness expert, but what are some other examples maybe that that we can still be on brand and still, you know, maybe not just, okay, I'm cookie cutter wearing royal purple every time I walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately for you, purple is your favorite color. So, <laughs> but actually, well, yes, true. To, to be honest, if someone really wanted to do that, they can they can establish a signature color. It could be a brand color or it could be a color that relates to the brand because, and I say relates because, you know, if we're in business for ourselves, um, you know, we're going to have a website and on that website, we're going to have a photo and you want to have some level of harmony. And that doesn't mean as you said, it doesn't mean wearing the same colors as your brand, but having something that that kind of coordinates and speaks to it at the same time as it being a color that flatters your personal characteristics and your, your facial features. Um, but there are so many ways that we can, we can be on brand. And some of that, it, it begins with knowing what you want to speak with your brand. Right. So is it is it a brand of um, is what you do something that has a a playful, lighter side and you want to come through with some level of whimsy? You know, that might show up in an accessory you wear something subtle, but something that is very clearly um, not too serious. Right. That that expresses the kind of vibe that you come to your work with. Um, It can be. Uh, a situation where um, you you might be more forward and and maybe you're in an artistic field and and then you might dress with a little more creativity that demonstrates that level of thinking and working outside of the box. 
right? So in some cases, depending who you are and what it is you're choosing to project, you may take a step back to more subtlety. And sometimes you may take a step forward to something that is a little more outspoken. Um, but I do like to, to suggest that that it always be always be in alignment with who you are so that you feel true in what you're doing and and how you're showing up. And and so it it really does come back to that kind of that joy we were talking about earlier that what you do that you that is it that it is in alignment with who you are. And so then it's that much easier to express it with what you wear and how you show up visually. Yeah. We have a commercial here in in Phoenix and I actually refer to this commercial quite frequently in conversations about branding but um and I don't the guy might be more more national as well but he certainly the commercial show up here and he's the anti-lawyer lawyer. So he's this big um you know bodybuilder type physique that's just massive and the whole commercial he goes through and he says you know, you're not going to call me because I have this, you know, diploma on my desk. You're not going to call me because I have all these books behind me. And at the end, he has, the, you know, this whole time he has this very nice blue suit on. And at the very end, he goes, you're not going to call me because I have this suit on. And they pull these sleeves off of the suit. So now he's just wearing this sleeveless jacket. <laughs> and and then he's got tattoos up and down his arms, you know, so. I always think of him in regards to kind of that being able to break out of the classic mold of what people assume you should dress like, still being comfortable with who you are. And he's very on brand for his personality, because when you call this guy up, you're not going to expect the traditional type of lawyer. And that's definitely not what you're going to get. So you know, I, I think a lot about that commercial whenever I talk about branding and and these kind of things. Um, but some That's of the a perfect stuff- example of of him being in alignment with who he is. He is non traditional, right. so you know he's he's gonna he's gonna work with that and play with that and show up in a non traditional way. And so you're always going to expect that from him, right? If and, ever- yeah, and he's attracting those individuals that that are going to be connected to who he is. And if he's trying to attract the people that want, you know, your dad's lawyer, he's not the guy um, for that. So, you know, he's instantly communicating his, to his ideal target audience and, and excluding his non-ideal target audience um, just by the way he presents himself. So um, I love that. You you talk a little bit every now and again about silent dressing. So is that kind of some of what we've been talking about here, or is is there a deeper kind of conversation around that? It is. So silent dressing shows up in two different ways, both figuratively and literally. Um, now, the gentleman we were just talking about is not an example of silent <laughs> dressing. <laughs> He's all out there. <laughs> so we're going in the, the other direction here for a moment, but. Silent dressing um, can be as as literal as um, and and this is important when we do a lot of virtual um, conversations now when we don't have the benefit of full um, ex, uh, 
a full body language and energetic interaction with one another as we would have if we're standing in the same room together. And so then it it actually makes sense to avoid wearing things that make noise. You know, Mm -hmm. for instance, on a Zoom call, you know, we have a a much smaller window um, that we're, that we're, working with to communicate to one another. And it's very easy to become distracted by things like a jangly bracelet or fabrics that squeak when they swoosh together and and things like that. So that's that's the literal um, avoidance of, of sound and dressing to avoid distraction. The to take it figuratively, it it does come back to what is the message that you want to send and does it support you? Because if we if we are pro- wanting to project that more low-key, maybe I, I work as a counselor and um, and what I want my audience to get from me and how I show up is a level of compassion and warmth and ability to listen. Then in, in particular, I want to I want to dress silently in a visual sense. I want to avoid anything that's over the top and visually distracting, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want I want people to be able to connect with that that softer experience with me. So silent dressing will mean um for instance on camera avoiding prints and patterns. Um you know, excessive makeup, anything that's really strong visually that might take away from my verbal message. Now, um, if if we're using the visuals as props, like the non-attorney attorney, then right. that's a whole different game, right? Because now now that is the message, right? So it's it's really about being conscious and mindful about what you want to say with your presence. Um, visually what you want to project. Mm. Yeah. There's a couple of jackets that I have uh, that, you know, one's at like a hound's tooth. And so every time I get on camera, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wear this jacket today. Cause it's just, it messes, the camera lens just messes with the visual there. And your eyes are like, okay, that's just going to give me a migraine. Uh, you know, there, I, so I definitely see that. And I definitely think that, uh, you know, when, especially when I'm in like a, a group chat or a group conversation zoom wise, and you see all of these people on their screens, you know, I do tend to look at what they're wearing or what's in their background or surrounding them, because this is that first impression you know, that we have of them. So, you know, I might see how somebody's dressed and for better or worse, we do make judgments, um, you know, and I'll look at that and say, oh, well, I bet you that person does X, Y, Z. And this person over here, they probably have a suit on. So maybe they're more in a professional career. Um, We make those. And until somebody changes that, um, that assumption that we have, uh, we go through kind of based on that first impression assumption. Exactly. And we're wired that way. You know, some people feel like, oh, it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't judge based on appearances. But if you look at our roots um, as, you know, people who lived in caves once upon a time, you know, we used the visual cues to determine if we were in a safe environment. Friend and- or foe. 
Yes. And we continue to use the visual cues to assess the environment and who who is in that environment, who is near us. And it's just natural. So, you know, we can we can fight it or we can we can benefit from the tool and, and use it to support our intentions. Um and, and the other piece of that is it's not just the perceptions of others, but there's a, a body of work called um, enclosed cognition. And it was, the term was coined with a study in 2013, I think it was, but um, it was, it was found that the clothes that we wear have a very direct impact on our own psyche and mm-hmm. how we feel and how we perform based on the associations with those clothes. So, I, you know, I would agree with that a hundred percent. I, um, over the summer went through, uh, well, actually starting in January and wrapping up over the summer, went through a very, um, structured weight loss program. And while I didn't have a ton of weight to lose, I lost about 20 pounds, which on my frame is significant. It's kind of that last 20 pounds. And when I came out of that, I said, I'm not, I'm not wearing gym clothes in front of the camera anymore. I'm not wearing, you know, the messy bun in front of the camera anymore. I'm putting myself, I'm elevating myself a little bit now, and I'm going to wear some nicer things. And I went out and I went shopping and I, you know, picked some things that I felt good in and my confidence raised, not just because I lost the weight, but because then I wanted to wear the clothes that made me feel good. So yes, yes. Yeah. it's a so positive cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Cause then you want to keep the weight off so that you can continue to wear the nice looking clothes <laughs> that make you look good and feel good. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so we're going to stop right here. We're going to do some in-flight snacks and then we're going to come back and I'm going to ask you how the, the listeners can connect with you and learn a little bit more tangible takeaways that they can use in their own uh, business and personal life. So let's start with the in-flight snacks. Are you ready? Ready. All right. First question. How do you define success? It's good. So I find success to be exactly what we spoke of earlier. Finding that that way to live your everyday life in such a way that what you do brings you joy as you bring service to others. Mm-hmm. And ideally, that is um, how you earn a living. It's not true for everyone. Some people will will do that in their off hours, but I, I believe, you know, waking up in the morning and and liking, looking forward to what you will do that day, um, is success. Oh, I agree. Love that. What was or will be the first thing that you outsource in your business? <sighs> More tech, <laughs> more and more and more. The more I can outsource tech, the happier I am. <laughs> Get that tacky tech off your plate. Uh, if you could take a four-week vacation, where would you go or what would you do? I would go to two places. Um, I'm going to share my time and I'm going to spend some time in Australia doing some scuba diving. And then I'm going to, for the first two weeks, 
and just um, explore the underwater world and take in the sights and and bond with the with the creatures. And in the second two weeks, I'm heading to Tahiti, and I am just going to veg on those beautiful beaches with turquoise uh, waters. Yes, for sure. I love it. All right. So I know that you have a, a program that the listeners that are like, you know what, I'm, I'm hearing you. I need to really work on my outfits. I really need to kind of step a little bit more into presenting a, a better foot forward. What would be um, a strategy or a tool that you're offering that they could uh, maybe get a little taste of what that's like? I am very excited to offer your listeners my bust your style rut mini course, because it is the entree into finding out, really identifying one's own personal architecture. And that very first step in in understanding how to choose clothing that suits the individual, right? So that we know how, how to be comfortable in those clothes. And the mini course is um, a video program that um, I lead um, participants through and uh, with a companion ebook. So it actually is an experiential program. So um, those who who take me up on that offer will actually come out the other end understanding their personal structure better than they ever thought possible. Oh, it's a great idea. Great idea. And for those that are just kind of like, you know, you're just cracking the surface here. You know, you need to to really look at and evaluate this. And this is a great time to do that. You know, going into um, the new year, uh, as this is released, will be in January of 2023, and it's it's the perfect time to really boost your confidence, feel better in your own skin and with those clothes on, whether you're on camera or in person networking, doesn't matter. Uh, so. I know you've got a really super easy website to to find that at. What's the what's the website address? It is bustyourstylerut.com. And of course, we're going to have that in the show notes for yes. sure. Yes. And if they just want to learn a little bit more about you, where's the best way that they can find out more about Patty? So here's another very easy URL, and it's www.rebootyourstyle.com. And um, lots of goodies in there. You can learn a little more about me, who I am, as well as the services and programs that I offer. And um, just a lot of goodness. It's, uh, again, www.rebootyourstyle.com. Perfect. And if they connect with you on social media, because we're going to have all your links in the show notes, what's something that they're going to learn about you that is totally not business related? <laughs> they're going to see that I like water. <laughs> Primarily that gorgeous. I think we got that hint. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see some of those, some of those, the, the quotes that I create in Canva will have nice beachy backgrounds or a turquoise color or <laughs> something. You are a beach girl through and through. <laughs> I, I am. I am not sure why I live in a, in a, Midwest climate, but that's, <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Or maybe that's why you love beaches because you don't get to access them that often. <laughs> that's right. At least well, the Patty, warm ones. 
Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for being on our show today. And for those of you that are out there listening, I would really encourage you to take Patty up on that offer, bustyourstylerut.com. And if you're looking for really elevating your business as a whole, you need some help getting that delegating taken care of and doing a little bit more management of your business, not just handing the stuff off your plate, but actually getting somebody to manage those details for you then give us a call. You can actually schedule that at virtualateam.com. Super easy. Just go to virtualateam.com and click on the schedule a consult button and we'll get you on the calendar. Thanks so much. And we will see you next week on another awesome flight of Coaches Copilot. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight. 